welcome to the Well Played DLC podcast, Australia's juiciest gaming podcast. I'm Zach Jackson, joined by Adam Ryan. Hello. Nathan Hennessy. G'day. And Jordan Garcia. How are we Hello. all? Hello. Mm, not too bad, you know. Weather's uh, getting colder, which I'm happy with. Nice. That'll, nice. Yep, that'll be trending week to week. It's going to be cold. It's going to be nippy, <laughs> but we're just glad to be together, aren't we? What's the uh, what's the temp in, in Tassie? Uh, it's currently... Oh, mate, heat wave, seven degrees. Woo! It's not it's not double what it was last time we checked in. Yeah, absolutely. I, I could uh, chuck my shorts on in this weather. See, back in the day, actually, probably I would have worn some shorts. I was about yeah, to say... Guy, aren't you? I was yeah. about to say there is a breed of Tasmanian seven degrees. Mm-hmm. That's shorts weather. Let's go. Yeah. This is I genuinely... Three, 365, I, baby. I was walking key to work Salmon the pink. morning. There was, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and like they're short to like footy shorts as well. Mm. That's Maybe not yeah. quite, not quite wanna, footy shorts, but they're, but they're short. You want to imagine wearing clothes. <laughs> um, anyway, I was walking key to work the other day. <laughs> I, was, I was walking key to <laughs> I was walking key to work the other day and it was proper fucking cold, like snow on the mountain, violent wind. And there was this one absolute champion walks past in his... Puffer jacket, everything up top. Like he's mm. he's ready to go straight into the snow up top. Down bottom though, he's got his tradie boots on and his his uh above the knee shorts. He was I love that. He, Not gonna he only, I'm actually only pretty shorts similar. down bottom. I, I like my top half warm, my bottom half cold. That's a southern Tasmanian right there. You'd fit right in, Jordan. I'm happy with I don't that. want to. Also <laughs> big fan of the puffer vest, so Shoutouts. Shout oh, yeah, mate. They're everywhere. Throw a rock and you'll hit one. Okay. Interesting. Na- uh, so I'm just na- imagining them bouncing between the heads <laughs> on the oh, same yeah. shoulders. Uh, good. Yeah, mate. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I'm just so happy to be here with you all again. I mean, we only recorded last week, but it feels like it's been ages, eh? Too long. Well, it's because it was, a, a, you know, it's the longest break in between actual recordings that isn't, we're not doing a podcast this week. Okay. <laughs> That is very true. That is. That is very true. Well, I've been sick for the first time in a couple of years. Th- thank you for asking, by the way, how I am. But um, You sound great. You know, no, I've... Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually... It's... Uh, I didn't miss it. Uh, I mean, like, it's only a cold. Thankfully, uh, I've, I've uh, had three rats or done three rats and uh, all negative so far. But, um Yeah. I, uh, yeah, it's not something, it's the first two sick days I've had off work in like two and a bit years, I, th- I think, so, um. So that means you're on thin ice, mate. Don't miss it. Uh, yeah, not good. Anyway, let's get straight into it, shall we? I think, uh, did we, did we mention this? No, but KS has got the, uh, the spicy cough. Oh, uh, no. And there's a, uh. It's funny from the sides a little bit, but also kind of very devastating story about that. But I'll tell you that off uh, off potty. Um, what a tease. So remind me later. All right. Uh, let's get straight into the talk of games. There's tons to talk about this week. Everyone's been playing something. Adam, uh, before we get into review, preview, talk, what have you been playing uh, um, for the past not- week? Not a whole heap. Um, 
it's been a it's been a Zach Jackson week for me though, because I started yeah. the Artful Escape. I played about I want to say half an hour to forty five minutes where I had a, a pocket of time before I started work the other morning and. My oh my, I sent you a, a message about it. That game makes such a great first impression. It's visually gorgeous. All the voice acting so far has been great. And the story is wacky and endearing in equal measure. And I'm very, very keen to play some more. How so, does it stack up to Troll and I? Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like Look, they're on different levels, you know? That's fair. That's fair. Have we all, pl- has, okay, is, have we all at least played it? Mm-hmm. No, I don't think Adam has. Adam's too cool. Well, Troll and I? Oh, hell <laughs> Play no. Play Troll and I. I think um, only I you and I have, Zach. I thought I own um, the game. I thought we were talking Arful Escape. Yeah, no, I've been all over that. No, so the intro to Troll and I just, like Adam says, the Arful Escape, you know, the intro sort of sets the, the scene quite well. The same could be said for uh, Troll and I. That is a dog shit intro. <laughs> it's on the, the opposite side of the spectrum. It, it, it's, it's very indicative of the rest of the game. Yes, yeah. but I'm glad that's that you're that you're enjoying the Outfall Escape, and I hope you finish it because it's only what five hours long. Yeah, I'll um I'll nut it out in the the next few days, I'd imagine. But I also everyone uh, loves a good nut for save, whatever reason. Sa- save that for a relax for those Hello Hero <laughs> tissues. Um, we were Key and I were leaving the house uh, on the weekend. And she was getting ready. I had about half an hour. So I was like, I'm going to start a plague tale for absolutely no reason. What the fuck? Uh, oh, yeah. Speaking of rats. So, so I, I played the first half hour of a plague tale and I'm also keen to play more of that. So that's what I mean by it's been a Zach Jackson weekend because I've been ticking off some some big ones. Or beginning to tick like off that. some big ones. <clears throat> I think you'll like it. Again, yeah, opening. Yeah. It's got me intrigued. I'm I'm keen as a bean have to... You, have you... It's pretty. It's pretty grim too. Mm. Yeah, it takes a violent turn very quickly. Very quickly. I love it. Um, but yeah, outside of that, Key and I have been playing The Quarry, which we've been having an excellent time with. I've already killed off a character, which I'm a little bit sad about, but, uh, you know, you win some, you lose some, and it wasn't my favourite character, so we're all good. How, um... How I ask a question without spoilers... Yeah, it's a tricky far, one, isn't it? How far through are you? Oh, good, well-articulated question. I know. <laughs> how, do I, how do I not spoil this? What have you done no, no, so no, no. far? <laughs> no, 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 like, how, uh, like, if you had to give me a chapter, what would it be? You could just say how long has you been oh, playing. I th- it, the game well, actually well, that, plays well, that was in the chapters, question, so I think that, I'm up to but that was chapter... difficult to understand, apparently. Like, chapter five? <laughs> Fuck off. I think, like, chapter five. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, we're getting through it. We're, like, maybe th- four hours in. Um, but, yeah, I've only just axed one character, so well, I'm and going you, okay. Did you have the option of Death Rewind? No, I don't think I downloaded the extra content, but I did that purposefully because I don't really want to okay. bitch out and rewind. Good choice. Good wow, choice. Will, if you... Um, I'll be keen to see, like, when you've finished... Uh, what decisions you make, and if you go, fuck, I wish I had Death Rewind. Um, nah, so I'm yeah. sticking to it. If I kill all of them, fuck it. That's just how the cookie crumbles. That's it, mate. But yeah, that's it. That's been me for this week, though. Nice. Nathan, what have you been playing? Yeah, so I'm still sticking with my evening tradition of a little bit of Bravely Default 2, because it's just the right kind of game to sort of wind down at the end of the night with. 
And outside of that, I think uh, about two weekends ago or something, I got uh, Stardew Valley, the board game, out on the table with some friends. Uh, so between about four of us, it took an extraordinary long eight hours. And it wasn't the most enjoyable of eight hours either. We, we definitely, a couple of us left wanting to see that board game burn to light, which is definitely not reflective of our thoughts on the video game, which we, which we quite love. So, yeah, mixed feelings on that one. But uh, what what about you folks? Jordan, what have you been playing? Uh, oh, I've been playing quite a lot recently. I mean, naturally, ESO and Guild Wars 2. Not much to say there. Um, but, you know, I did have a certain Adam Ryan tell me he'll play Rocket League with me this week. Oh, and he fuck. didn't. He didn't, which, you know, was quite rude. But I still played Rocket League because, you know, I'm not, I'm not a dog. <laughs> But I also tried the new set of rundowns for GTFO because they just had a new update which unlocked the sure. fifth floor, so the E floor. Um, that second floor, that second rundown is fucked because at the very end you have one last security door and I'm sure you all know you can go like class two to five and stuff. This one does a class T where the freaking security point moves all around the map while you're being attacked <laughs> by various styles of enemies and you're like, what the shit is this? So... Oh, no. Remind me because um, I can't quite remember how they do it again, but they've when they give you new rundowns, do they get rid of the old ones? I can't remember. Yeah, so basically what yeah. they do is... um, they're, Yeah, they're pretty much... It, it's not like the old ones are gone. It's more like they put those rundowns on those layers in a different section of the area, so to speak. So the ones that we've been playing, like uh, Nathan, um, when I've been playing with Nathan, so those, yeah. those, rundowns, those ones wouldn't be there. Those wouldn't be right. there anymore. So they're, so they're gone completely. I don't know if they're gone completely. Cause truth be told, I haven't gone further than floor two. Okay. Um, but I was, uh, yeah. with, with, with each floor, there are like uh, different areas. So like you start with D1 and then you go on to C1 and then there's C2 once you've done right. C1. And then when you do B1, you have B2 and B3 and so on and so forth. Fuck, that uh, and then additionally, they have shit. what's called Prisoner Extreme, which I've heard is absolutely fucked. Like a run of a Prisoner Extreme map can take hours because you have to play so carefully. Because instead of it just being, take this thing to this point, it's like, go to these various different points all in the one map so the map takes forever and you have to be very careful with your resources. So it's like normal GTFO then. <laughs> yeah, which, yeah, you know, ramped up to the extreme, hence Prisoner Extreme. Nice. Uh, anything else? Or just, uh, just uh, I know you've, been, you've got some review stuff on the go? Yeah, i got some review stuff on the go, but yeah, mostly just those things. Cool. Uh, for me, I played a little bit of GTA 5 again the other night. Did one mission. Yeah, it's fine. I did the the heist, the jewelry shop, the heist. I don't know if anyone remembers that game. I, I do remember that. Yep. Um, so I did that. Uh, I've been playing a game for review, which we'll talk about in a, in a minute. Checked out a few demos. Actually, that's a lot. I checked out three or four demos on the Steam Fest, um, Steam Next Fest or whatever it's called. I actually wanted to check out more, but um, time. Just didn't have enough time. Mm, yeah. I, I know that I have one game that I want to check out, Nine Souls, and I just haven't had time to. Yeah, I think it's 
finished now, um, which is a bit of a bummer, but I checked out uh, Rip Out, which is that sort of first-person shooter game, uh, which looks quite cool, and I checked out Curse of the Sea Rats, which is a game I backed on Kickstarter um, a couple of years ago or whatever. Both of these demos did not have co- control of support, and I fucking sucked at these demos, especially I just could not, my, my brain could not function, could not process the jump and the thing, and the, I, I, I died at the first um, encounter in Curse of the Sea Rats like 15 times before I finally beat it. I, uh, I think someone needs to introduce you to DS4 Windows because that allows you to put keyboard bindings on your controller. Hmm. Interesting. Well, the one game I, the other game I did play, the demo, which is actually a game we might have spoken about at the beginning of the year for games that we're um, keen for. Uh, it is called Broken Pieces because it's been on my wish list for a while. This is actually pretty cool. This did support controllers, so uh, I, I didn't suck completely at this game. But uh, the little synopsis here on Steam is that Broken Pieces is a psychological thriller taking place in a French coastal village somehow outside the flow of time. Solve the mysteries uh, by putting the pieces of the story back together by figuring out the enigma behind this mystical place. So it's, it's actually quite cool. So you play as this female, um, the demo, I uh, I didn't finish the demo. I played like an hour maybe, but it's, uh, yeah, like the setting's quite cool. And like you've, uh, yeah, so you're this female and you have to go to this lighthouse. The first part of the demo sees you like do some combat training, stuff like that. So you get to shoot your weapon, pretty basic stuff. Uh, and then you go and sort of explore this like coastal town and you walk to this um, lighthouse. But before you get there, there's like a little little bit of combat, but the combat is, I don't know what the quite word is for it, but outside of the combat sequences, you can't actually access your weapons. So you can't just walk around shooting things. You're, you only have access to your gun when the combat sequences begin. Oh, so, so the combat is quite contained. Yeah. Uh, and then it's pretty much like, like locked on. So it's kind of like... You know, in Splinter Cell Blacklist, like the best one, when um, mm, you, you have that on. feature, that, where you have the feature that's like locks onto the, to the, um, the enemy. It's you you mean that. the worst feature? Yeah. No, it's, no, uh, no. Keep going. It's pretty straightforward. It's pretty simple. Um, but yeah, I actually quite enjoyed it. There's there's a there's um a bit of puzzle solving to it. I had to solve a puzzle, uh, where I had to adjust, uh, like like the gas levels on a um on like a, this underground thing uh, i didn't actually do it but that was where i could, got up to was to do this puzzle um but no i'm keen i think that's that's coming later this year yeah q3 2022 so pretty pretty keen on that um i also me uh old kv and big old shannon grixty we played through tmnt shredders revenge um I heard you on, hated it. On Friday night. It was awesome. Absolutely great. Good time. Uh, I played as Raphael, of course. Of course. Uh, Kieran is Donatello. And then Grixty is Michelangelo. But um, no, th- that if you've played the original Turtle games, uh, like the arcade beat-em-ups and stuff like that, this is a love letter to that. Uh, so so to that fun game. fact about the Turtle arcade games, I didn't, you know, growing up pretty recently, I didn't play them when I was younger. I actually got to play them at, um, do you remember that time I went to that Wolfenstein New Colossus event? 
that was obviously before the like probably like a week or two before the game came out and it was just like this random bar but they had a bunch of arcade games and uh-huh. they had the simpsons arcade game and the tmnt arcade game and that's where i played that you're right that is a fun fact no i'm kidding no that's cool um which one do you know which one you played i have no idea uh i wonder which one it probably would be turtles in time surely turtles in time yeah for sure yeah um but no, like if you if you if you like that one, then you'll definitely love you'll love this. It, it's very short, maybe seventeen chapters, sixteen chapters, but they're like they take you five to eight minutes per level. Um, it's a good good bite size pieces. Really. That's on normal difficulty. Hard would be interesting. It is full on though. Like there is tons of stuff going on. There were quite a lot of times where I didn't know who the fuck I was. Like in you know in the mess that I was seeing. On screen, you, you unlock um, different moves and stuff like that. Yeah, no, it's very, very, very good. It's th- thirty bucks, I think. I think it's thirty bucks or twenty eight ninety five or something like that. Uh, there's, I think there's a ten percent off for PS Plus members at the moment. If you buy a PlayStation, I believe it's on Game Pass. So, um, Mark did a review for us. So very, very quickly, I'll just give his review a quick. Uh, I'll read through his final thoughts here. Pretty much echoes. Excuse me, sorry, uh, my uh, my thoughts, but yeah, like just just the level of like care and like love and just how old school it is. Like the opening to the game is like the opening um, uh, cinematic from you know the old school cartoons. And so Mark has given it a nine, and he says it still amazes me that TMNT Shredder's Revenge is real, but the eight year old within me is extremely glad it is. Sorry, is incredibly glad it is. Reliving the classic arcade games with a whole new lens made me smile from ear to ear, but newcomers and youngsters alike, uh, newcomers and youngsters alike should find story mode a good way to introduce themselves to the wild brawler antics. It's a must play even beyond the wonderful nostalgia factor. Nine out of ten. So you can check that out on the website. Um, also, soundtrack is fucking rad. So, as you would expect. Any I'm very keen to give it a go. No, I'm 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 leaving it as fresh as possible because I'm gonna get into mm. it with a couple of mates. But very very keen from what I've heard, it sounds great. I will say I think it'll be interesting because you can play up to six players. I believe I think it's six players. Up to six, Jesus. I think I think maybe don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure it's up to six players. Whoa. Now, well, I guess that would make sense because you can have all the four turtles, Casey Jones, there's and April, April. Hill. yeah. And I think Splinter, I think you can unlock Splinter. Anyway. You are um, correct. It is up to six players. Yeah. So yeah, that damn. would be absolutely insane on screen. Yeah, it's a lot so. going on for for one shared screen, but yeah. yeah, who knows? Good time. All right. Uh, that is... Yes, that's all. All right. Let's get into the previews, reviews. Who wants to kick things off? I can't remember what's on the actual list here. What have we got? There's a bit here, a bit here. Nathan, you got um, you got a couple. So do you want to mm. start off with one of yours? Start off with a preview? Up to you, man. Dealer's choice. Yeah, look, that's what we've got on top. That's what we'll start with. We'll start with the big V. So uh, let's talk V Rising. V Rising's been out in early access for about a month now. So I've finally been able to get my thoughts in order. My partner and I have been, have been what she calls no-lifing this. It's a term I haven't heard before, but we've been playing the fuck out of this 
I think we've effectively just about to hit the close of the end game at 60 hours, so we feel pretty pretty comfortable about giving our thoughts. This is a fairly robust offering from Stunlock Studios. Now, these guys did Battle Riot beforehand. That's a game I'd not played. Uh, but for an early access offering here, this is almost what I would consider feature complete. There is one sort of, maybe a couple of areas on the map that aren't filled in, but otherwise, this is huge. So if it comes to us as a somewhat of a mix of a survival game mixed with a Diablo-like. So it's almost like you'd ripped a, a vampire-type class out of Diablo. It doesn't exist, but a close enough idea. Rip, rip a class out of Diablo, smack it into a top-down survival game. This is what you get. Because you're a vampire during the day, you're going to want to go from... Uh, stretches of shadows, so you'll be very much reliant on the lighting dynamics of this game to generate shadows. You can sort of leap to leap between as you're navigating the world. Everything here wants to kill you. This is a very dynamic open world where you've got civilians fighting off of monsters. You've got vampire hunters that roam the roads. You've got werewolves in villages up in the cursed forest to the north that during the daytime turn back into humans, and all of this interacts with one another. Um, you know, cotton farms will be surrounded by garlic as the villagers try and keep the uh, the vampires and the monsters out. But then you can also go into these villages and uh, coax people back to your castle that you will build from materials in the world, convert them to your servants and send them off to do your bidding. So there's a lot happening here. And for the first 10 to 20 hours, it's really well curated. So there's very little in the way of bugs, a lot of content here, and there's objectives taking you all the way from being a fledgling start like start out vampire with just the rags on your back to running your own castle with servants etc uh, so objectives take you all the way through that as you go out into the world and do your diablo like combat and go into um you know cave systems and stuff like that uh, you can find gear upgrades which uh, will increase your item level as you approach the end game that will become paramount to defeating the bosses there's about 50 bosses in the game at the moment, which will sort of bottleneck your progress. Killing them will reward more upgrades and so on and so forth. So there's a fair bit here. As I said, for the first 20 hours or so especially, the remaining 40 hours is a end game that's very much time-locked. So think of mobile games where you eventually progress slows down. You'll start to you'll require a resource that requires 24 hours to end up in your yield or whatever. There's a lot of that happening. So you'll need a gold, and to build the gold, you'll need to go get resources or take hours, or a servant takes 24 hours. So there's a lot of this uh, hour gating and bottlenecking that happens. So for people that don't like their survival games, they won't like this. This is very much a survival game through and through with all of your grindy looting and crafting and chopping down trees and mining rocks. That's all here in abundance. Uh, I think people that like those games will be a bit more sympathetic for another check or another look in based on the fact that it is a Diablo-like. And then just the very last thing I'll say on it, and this will be a turn-off to a lot of people, this, like mobile games, requires a lot of upkeep. And if you are not, if you don't come and visit your castle, your abode, within about a week to make sure everything's ticking over, it just obliterates, just disappears. 60 hours of progress, gone. You don't get to see it again. Because the, the logic of the game is everything in your castle runs on blood, and if you don't keep the blood ticking in there every few days, it all just disintegrates. It's a way to kind of keep the real estate in the game active as people come and go from servers, but it's not going to work for people that actually want to get invested in the game and do the 50 bosses. So mixed feelings on it at the moment. It's like some people that are into survival games will give it a, a, a raz, I think, but otherwise those that haven't enjoyed it will steer well clear. 
I just want to quick chuck a quick question to you. So there's a bit of been a bit of discourse around this game about it being somewhat of a something similar to the Legacy of Kane, Legacy of Kane games. Is that a series that any of you folks have dabbled in before? Because I don't really think I have. Yes. What, I, what, uh, what's a quick top top to bottom on that game? Like, what what do you do? Uh oof. I mean, in terms of like actual gameplay, it's not quite similar because it's not. A survival game. Um, no, I wouldn't think so. Thematically, like, maybe, but otherwise, yeah. no. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of hard to explain. But yeah, it's it's kind of one of your classic, uh, more mascot-inspired action games from the PS One, PS Two era. Yeah, I played like uh, Soul Reaver. That's yeah. Legacy Kane, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the on, later ones, wasn't it? Mm. On PS One, and like like my memory is almost nothing of that. Yeah. Game, but, but I do recall it. It's like. I want to say like a hack and slash. It's almost like a nightmare yeah. creatures from memory, like a nightmare yeah. creatures kind of style game. Um, yeah, like apart from that, I, I couldn't tell you much, much okay. else. And yeah, but I, so, I do recall that I enjoyed it. So yeah, so yeah. Look, it's probably been some years since there's been a, a really sort of uh, hack and slashy vampire fantasy action game. Uh, this is definitely that. But as I said, it's it's very much within that survival genre, which. If you if it if that's a turn off to you, this will also turn you off. One question I want to you, you may have mentioned it, uh, and I might and I might have missed it when I was blowing my nose and stuff. But this is an isom- uh, isometric viewpoint, yeah. Top down the the entire down, time, sorry. and, and some people down. won't like that camera because you can't yeah. you can't quite pan it to get a very good <laughs> vertical inclination of what's far in front of you. So your viewpoint is a little limited about what you're about to run into. So you might be you know, navigating a bridge with a lot of shade and you're about to run into a road with no shade whatsoever. Do you but, think, I mean, you've pretty much kind of answered that question there, but do you think that viewpoint just on its own puts off quite a few people? Or not quite a few, but puts off some people? Because, you you know, we're talking about Legacy or, you know, Soul Reaver, for example, in, in, in my case. Hmm. That's a behind-the-shoulder or, you know, a traditional yeah. third-person game. So I'm just kind of trying to think where they got this link from outside of, I guess, just the fact that it's a vampire sort of game. Yeah, see, I, I don't know. Enough, so I think I, they might have just gotten it out of thematics, and that's about it. But even then, like, so the Legacy of Cain games were never really vampire-inclined. I was about to say Legacy of Cain Defiance is about, like, I have actually played that way back in the day, and that was top-down hack-and-slash action game. That wasn't over-the-shoulder okay. at all. So I know you guys are talking about Soul Reaver, which is the latest spin-off. So they were more 3D action games. Um, so anyway, apparently there's a lot of thematic similarity or resonance between this and Legacy of Cain Defiance, like the really early okay. games. Uh, but sadly, okay. none of us are really that nostalgic enough to really weigh in on what that means, I wonder. I thought that some of you old souls might have a clue, but um, I guess I guess we do, aren't the guys to weigh in on that. Do you think... Um, yeah, so We can, do, we can do get Skill think... Up online and he'll talk about... Legacy of Cain for the entire podcast. Yeah, so there you go. Do you think... Um, yeah, so do you think that camera view puts off some people and... Well, I mean, that, yeah, I won't go I, into yeah, it yeah, yeah. it's kind of... Kind of no, relevant, and, so. and look, I, I think I think you're right. I think you, this is going to effectively be fishing to that crowd that are sympathetic to that isometric, isometric limitation from Diablo games because it's a very much a Diablo combat system with its active mm. cooldown time as an almost twin stick you slash where you're aiming sort of thing um as opposed to valheim where it's more 3d over the shoulder so yeah, as a thing that will turn people away yeah absolutely i think it is a limitation that some won't enjoy 
Nice, cool. So you'll have a yeah, you'll have a impressions piece up in the next yeah week or so. Days. Cool, sounds good. How much is it, just out of interest? That's a really good question because this is like the, the for, for what's there on early access, I would pay a full release title for absolutely both both in quality and content. At the moment, it's currently going for twenty eight ninety five Australian, cool. which for that, as I said, for that early ten to twenty hour experience is probably value for money, I guess. And cool. I'd also imagine it'll probably increase in price as it becomes closer and closer towards the 1.0 release. Because a lot of early access lot of games do that. do that. Yeah. Nice. All right, Jordan, you've been playing Elder Scrolls Online High Isle. Yes, I have. Uh, yes, yes you, know. you have. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I spent uh, the last two or three weeks in uh, the latest ESL expansion. Oh, two weeks, actually, not three. Um, but yeah, so uh, High Isle is obviously set in the titular area of High Isle, uh, uh, Breton-controlled land, which is kind of like a neutral ground for the uh, Alliance War. That's kind of the whole premise of the entire game. Um, and yeah, it kind of just sees you uh, be hired off as a, on retainer by a character named Lady Arabelle DeVoe, I think her surname is. Um, but yeah, it's just your, your run-of-the-mill expansion. Uh, it doesn't really add a, a whole slew of things. It adds, obviously, a new area. It's one really notable feature for me, at least, was it's Tales of Tribute card game. Uh, that's because, you know, I like card games in video games for some stupid reason. Don't ask me how long I spent in Gwent. And not even the Gwent separate game, the Gwent inside The Witcher 3. How long did you spend in Gwent? <laughs> Don't ask me, uh, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't ask me because I forgot how to count that high. Um, yes. But yeah, so obviously the, the land of high is actually really pretty. Uh, it has some really cool architecture. It's one of my favorite things about ESO in general. You know, you can just see the differences in architecture and culture uh, across all the different homelands. Uh, and high is no different. Uh, where, where the game kind of fell flat for me was its story is okay. But man, its voice acting delivery is just not good. There are so many times where I'm just reading the the dialogue as they're talking with, uh, as they're voicing it, and I go, "That delivery was all wrong." Like, you know, you should have paused there, or you know, where's the emotion in any of this? It was all very quite deadpan. Uh, one of the examples I put in my written review is that, you know, there was a part where I was basically defending a castle that was under siege, and instead of an NPC yelling for everyone to attack, they're more like, "Attack," and I was like, "Huh." What I'm in. <laughs> where, you know, where's the where's the enthusiasm or the agency in your voice? It's just not there. Um, and then, yeah, the, the other thing I mostly spoke about uh, is, and, and this is definitely a consequence of me playing a lot of Guild Wars too. I just feel like the expansion is plays out way too safe, and you get this with a lot of MMO expansions. But if you were to give someone a complete edition of the Elder Scrolls Online as it stands right now. Outside of the name of the the DLC being the same name as the area, you probably wouldn't be able to tell that High Isle was an expansion because it feels identical to the rest of the game. It doesn't feel like it tries to change any of the formula whatsoever. Is <clears throat> what's my question? Is this what? Uh, is this a case of people just like like people in uh, fans in general just want more? more of more of a good thing like you know more of I, the same i would imagine it's part of that um 
but I I think it's just yeah. I, I think a lot of MMOs in general kind of play it safe with their expansions. Like Final Fantasy does it, WoW does it, and then they make dumb decisions afterwards. Uh, and ESO is no different. Uh, so what would what would you like to see Bethesda do with this expansion? Oh, sorry, with this or with this title? Like in the next expansion, um, if you were in control and and you got to choose what it was. Uh, that's a tough question, but basically I'd like to see them expand on things a bit more because a lot of things feel very basic. Uh, the only times things don't feel basic is with crafting because crafting in that game is fucked. Uh, like when you need to research, so when you need to research schematics for crafting, it can take months. No, I mean like when you, when you, when you say you want them to expand, like, like, give me like one example. Like, what's... okay, so I'll, I'll give you, uh, an, an example by comparison. So. Something that Guild Wars does is Guild Wars core tenant is Fuck exploration, it. which is um, a kind of a, a similar core tenant to ESO. In a lot of ways, ESO is like Guild Wars 2, just not as well done. Um, and then when you reach your first expansion of Guild Wars, they kind of um, extrapolate on that idea of exploration by making smaller contained levels, but they make them very aggressive in terms of their verticality and they give you actual new mechanics that exist within that expansion to, to explore the world and its new verticality. Whereas um, the like, ESO just feels like another map. Okay. It doesn't feel like it ever changes. It doesn't, have, it doesn't have to be massive changes. It just has to be enough to feel a little different. Okay. Fair enough. Nice. Uh, what have you scored this? Uh, I scored it a seven. Like, it's not exactly bad. I just wish it... Does it try? It strive to be a little more than it currently is. Uh, we'll move on to the next one. And Adam, you want to quickly give us a your thoughts on Destroy All Humans Two? Hmm. Hang on. Sorry. Go again. So this is. A remake of the sequel or just mm-hmm. oh okay 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 right. <laughs> absolutely so recently i had the chance to play the first couple hours of destroy all humans 2 reprobed which is a remake of the second game in the series so it's a remake of Destroy All Humans 2. So this in a roundabout way is a sequel to the 2020 remake of the 2006 original. I'll let you uh, I'll let you marinate on that. But yeah, so it's more or less a, a pretty much a standard remake slash remaster. It kind of toes the line between it. They don't completely remake everything, but the assets have been remade uh, in Unreal Engine. Uh, visually, which is kind of the, the biggest boon for this sort of remake slash remaster, the game is fantastic. Like, it looks and runs really well. It's got a, a cool, updated, stylistic art style, which gives all of the, the... Like, the world itself, but it gives all of the characters, the NPCs, uh, just kind of more character and and more life. They, they look and interact really well with, with everything. Yeah, I just think they're, they're a little bit more... A lo- Alive, I suppose, is the the best way I can put it. 
Um, but yeah, the, the two locations that I got to test out was Bay City, which is more or less San Francisco, and Albion, which is definitely their take on London. Both areas are far more dense than the areas you find in the original game. They definitely feel a bit more like a playground and less like just a flat surface. Uh, so there's a lot more verticality to it and there's a lot more to do. Um, as far as the mission structures, it is a, an early noughties game. So it very much is go here, kill a bunch of this, collect this, uh, do that. But it is a lot of fun. Like the weapons they give you are wacky and crazy and a lot of fun to muck around with. So they definitely haven't lost a lot of that. And if anything, the, the controls themselves are a lot tighter now and they all react in a real modern way. Like they have a, a weight to them that you wouldn't really get until far later on uh, in, in the gaming history. So 2006 definitely didn't have as tight of controls as we see here. Um, there are still complaints, obviously, that the flying saucer is still a bit arduous to, to control. It's not as much fun as it should be, I suppose. And I would, would have liked them to be a little bit more heavy-handed with the remake side of things with that. Um, cause I still just kind of felt that they're a bit lacking. You're using a flying saucer to level a city. You th excuse me, you would kind of want that to be a big deal, but it just kind of feels a bit half-baked all in all. But that's an issue that the original had. Um, so I, I suppose I can't rag on it a great deal. Um, but yeah, like it's, nothing has been massively done to it. They've added a photo, a photo mode, which is pretty great. It did crash my PC but that's an issue that obviously they'll um, they'll have ironed out by the full release, I would imagine. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, from someone who wasn't massively nostalgic for the series, I had a really, really good time. So that says a lot that it's, it's still fun to play in 2022 as much as it was in 2006 and 2007. So yeah, it's, it's a really good time. Comes out August 30 on PS5 and Xbox Series X. And PC. So yeah, if you're a fan of it, or maybe even if you weren't, give it a go. Alright, so I've been playing uh, Born Punk, which if you've been paying any attention to the website, uh, has been our Made in Australia coverage for the past, or for last month, and also last week I did a big in-depth article on the developer, uh, Insert Disc 22, which is basically one guy, Falco von Falkner, um, who's like uh, German-born, now full-blown Australian. So shout-outs to him. Uh, yeah, so he is he developed a game called uh, Born Punk, and it, it is a traditional point-and-click game, but it's set in like a cyberpunk, uh, a, a Danish cyberpunk city of Bornholm. Uh, and in this game, you play as three uh, three different characters, you play as a corporate CEO, you play as a ex, like a hacker person, and you play as like an android. Uh, and each of these three characters have been taken over by an entity, uh, and this entity is linked. So there's like three parts to this entity, and it's it's found its way into three into these three characters. And you basically have to find a way to solve, uh, sorry, to piece it together and to get it out out of. Um, your body so you, yeah so the entity has its own mission which you basically got to do uh and it's yeah i mean if you played any sort of point and click games before 
you'll know what to expect here because it, it, it's, you know, ripped straight from that playbook. It doesn't really deviate too much. It's got like an, a nice pixel art. Uh, it, um, it's got lots of cats. So if you like cats... Uh, I mean, I'm sold. There's there's even like an Android cat in there as well. That's uh, cool. One of the cats has like wears a pirate hat. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's basic uh, point and click sort of stuff. Puzzles that puzzles aren't too hard. Um, one of the things, as I've gotten older, actually, probably not as as I've gotten older, as, as I've as I do as I got into reviews, I appreciate a hint system because I don't have time to waste spending hours. Even though uh, I do quite like you know a good challenging puzzle, sometimes you know time is money, and if I can't figure this thing out in 15, 20 minutes, then fuck your game. Uh, but here the pu- the puzzles aren't too bad. There's probably one or two, so there's actually no hint system in in this game. Where you know a lot of modern point and click games now are giving players like a little a hint or two. I mean, it doesn't have some some games will give you like maybe like four or five and they'll give you like the answer is like the final one uh i think in beyond is beyond yeah beyond the steel sky which is the one uh from revolution recently that i reviewed late last year they had like a timer you can only do one hint every minute or whatever it was but even then it didn't actually give you the answer i mean it pretty much gave it to you but you still had to figure it out uh here you get nothing so if you do get stuck you you yeah you will be on your own there is no way to unless you go to like youtube i guess or the internet because zach's gonna write his own walkthrough very detailed funny you should mention that because we have a guy who's actually doing a walkthrough for us for this game hopefully it actually goes up um so yeah i mean more on that at a later date but uh yeah i mean the puzzles aren't too bad there's nothing really that's too hard most of it uh nothing is too obtuse most of it makes sense so Generally, if you speak to the characters, you will get the information that you need to solve the puzzle. So it might be like, um, what's an example? Like if you're in this, you know, you're in a particular area and one of the characters might say, okay, so we need to run the program. And then you'll have all these options. You know, we'll have to run the program on XXX, whatever it is, right? And then your options will, in this scene that I'm talking about, you're actually inside a program and there's like, mirror program, run program, all this sort of things, right? So you, you obviously in that case, you have to use the run program, but you just got to figure out what object to, to sort of run it on. It, it becomes quite quite simple. Um, there, there are, sometimes there are multiple ways to solve or to get through uh, puzzles or sections of, of the game. So at the very, very start of it, there's a puzzle where you have to unlock a, um, like a security panel and the password has changed, so you go to the to the person who gives you um, the new passcode, and it's it, it's 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 like a puzzle. It's like a mini equation. If you take what's written on the page literally, um, you won't solve it. At least I didn't anyway. And I actually spoke. I actually reached out. I was like, surely I'm not that dumb. So I spoke to someone who I think is quite smart at maths. He gave me the same answer that I came up with. So anyway. In this instance, we couldn't uh, get the get the password, so we have a hacking tool, but you're only able to use the hacking tool once you lock yourself out of the system, right? So, but that was sort of not not really made that super clear. So there is a couple times where the objective or 
you just could maybe just use like a gentle little nudge, just a little nudge where some maybe some wordings could be improved. But generally, it's all pretty straightforward. Towards the back end of the game, because I'm almost at the finish, I reckon I'm, I'm almost there. I reckon I'm one hour or so away from the finish line. But I would say that there's a lot of back and forth uh, towards the end and it kind of becomes a little bit repetitive and it becomes a bit of a slog sort of towards the end um i am quite enjoying it and like it's it's actually pretty pretty well written the android uh, for example he has like this like multiple like personality type thing he's like this homey like wannabe like hip-hop kind of character he's can be quite humorous at times can be you know you can roll your eyes at other times and then he has this other sort of persona where he's like this real sophisticated like character so it's like you know op- opposite ends of like the spectrum but yeah that's a... now you go, that, go that, that, that's quite the spectrum mate uh, hip, hippie dude and then uh, quite sophisticated my <laughs> that's the spectrum of the male oh um... no well, <laughs> it's yeah like uh, it's hard to explain yeah like it's because it, there's a scene in this game where you go to like a high, like a real posh restaurant, but like where like the waiting list is like two years or something, right? To get like get into it. Sounds like and a he, Sydney restaurant. And his his uh, persona at that stage is like this real smart, sophisticated, not this bogan rapper guy, right? So yeah, <laughs> he's the one that can speak to these people because he's got the. Anyway, um, it's pretty fun. Jay Z disagrees. <laughs> I would give it. I'm probably going to give it a seven ish, maybe maybe seven and a half. Um, it's pretty good fun. If you like point and clicks, this is uh, a good one to check out. Definitely check it out. It's only like thirty bucks, twenty eight bucks on Steam, and you know you're supporting local local devs. Yeah, the, the the only thing I know it's sort of a bit off. It's not really a point and click thing, but objectives. Some sometimes I would boot it up. Even like, you know, having not, not played for a couple of hours or so and I would be like, so what the fuck do I have to do again? Like, I can't mm-hmm. remember exactly. And there's no, yeah. I mean, this is probably a thing with point and clicks in general. If you leave it long enough or if you, sometimes it's not clear what you actually have to do. Um, yeah. So, that, so that's probably the only main knock that I would have on the game is there, there were a couple of times where I didn't really quite know what I had to do. So I'm sort of in that situation now, like at the end you can go to like multiple locations and I don't really know where I'm meant to be going and when. So I'm going back, going to one, then going to another, doing one thing here. And then sometimes you have to go to another location to trigger another event, to go back to a different location to be able to trigger something else. And it's just, yeah. What I'm hearing is it sounds like there's a fair bit of backtracking. There is, there is, but, but I think, I don't know if that's because, I haven't been paying enough attention because um, there is a lot of like a lot of writing and talking uh, in in this game. So, you know, it is a point and click after, after all. And sometimes I just I've been tuning because I've been sick, so I've been mm. tuning out. Um, yeah. Anyway, pretty good fun if you like point and click. So, check it out. Uh, the review should be up on the website by the time this podcast goes live. Nathan, you've also been reviewing a game. Yes, I get to bring it home with I, The Somnium Files, the sequel, subtitle, Nirvana Initiative. So just to give an idea of how I think I've been struggling with how I would easily or best describe this game in terms of a genre. And I was going <laughs> to 
get Zach's assistance for a moment, but uh, poor old guy looks like he's a bit under the weather. Hey, Zach, how are you feeling? I've got a question oh, for you. Fucking hell, man. <laughs> those, oh. those like Sherlock, the, the Sherlock Holmes games and like the investigative games from like yep. Frogwares and stuff like that. If someone was to ask you what kind of genre category would you try and shuffle them into, what, how, how, what would you come out with? The safest answer, I think, would be adventure. Would probably be the the easy easy. That's like your answer. umbrella. Yeah, I mean that's what I think that that that's what family it would sit in. Uh, but then you'd have probably have like a subgenre of like detective. I, I don't know, like or puzzle. I, I guess it's it's sort of like a puzzle, but not really like a puzzle. Okay. It, All right. I think adventure is probably the the easiest way to describe them. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, I, I would consider them very, very similar games. So let's say, like, an Uncharted, for example, you know, very, very similar games, but the core gameplay is just different. So in Uncharted, you kill innocent people um, while also looting, you know, treasures and stuff. Whereas here, you sort of kind of solve murders, oh, so, solve mysteries. Sorry. All right. Because that's cause... probably not not the answer that you were no, hoping for. It... It, no, no, that works for me because when I'm thinking about a game like this, I'm thinking... So, I the I-Series is a game where you're playing a detective. You've got these investigative puzzles. You're going from location to location and you're talking to characters to, I guess, gather clues and stuff like that. So, that's sort of your basis. And then what games do we sort of popular, popularly see that in today? Then Those Sherlock Holmes games. So, taking that kind of genre discussion, taking it to then Japan and throwing a bucket of anime on it, that's kind of then what we come out with with the eye games. So uh, Nirvana Initiative takes something of a kind of a Matrix plot. There's this, the world sort of, or rather the characters here posit that, you know, there's this whole simulation going on and then there's these cults within the simulation. There's some that want to set the simulation free, whatever that means. There's others that want to use the simulation because it's, it's all a game and they can just have fun and chaos with it. So then these murders start happening where these like perfectly severed half bodies would turn up in random locations with like no blood or gore, almost to imply that they've just like fallen through some kind of black hole and appeared. So that becomes the basic investigation like of the game. Like like Morbius, exactly, uh, in terms of yeah, bloodless corpses turning up out of nowhere. Uh, we, Zach wasn't here for that discussion, but we were saying that we watched Morbius and we had that issue that there's not enough gore in that movie. Agreed. Strangely mm. enough. You, I think you, you no, should... I think I was here for that. You, it was definitely a criticism that you had laid initially, yeah. but then when we watched, we said, yeah, that's one of the first things you notice. There's like, such a dissonance there. Should have been an R film, really. Just yeah. go full out. Anyway. And then they're basically just like, oh, the, the blood just disappeared. He's just really clean, apparently. But anyway, so you've got all these bloodless half-bodies turning up. Um, some bodies, they're turning up where one half will turn up six years between the next half. But the autopsy suggests that the body's only a few hours old. So there's this kind of weird, almost time temporal anomaly sort of story going on. But there's always this undercurrent of, is there this actual sci-fi going on? Or is this just a very elaborate murder? So the what what gives this game its kind of unusual edge or kind of insomnium, or, sorry, insomnium, uh, Inception or Matrix Edge, is these characters, when they do their investigations, get to sort of plug into the characters' minds of the whether they're victims or witnesses or whatever, and they enter these kind of mind palaces, which is where the puzzles play out, where the crux of the investigations take place. 
in the first game, this was kind of cool, but it was undermined by the fact that the puzzles in old school point and click adventure games it had the same issue where they would be really obscure or opaque in terms of what you'd need to do. And to give an example that's not far removed from the reality of the first game, you would combine a lampshade with a banana to investigate somebody's childhood traumas. Like there would be no like rhyme or reason because in these dreamscapes, it's kind of anything goes. And it actually made it quite frustrating because while you're doing these investigations, you've got this six minute timer ticking down. Uh, you can only be in these mindscapes for six minutes. So the issue is, is as you're making these decisions in the puzzle, your wrong decisions are bringing the timer down and you're going further and further towards, you know, needing to wrap this up soon, otherwise it all ends, and then you need to restart. And the reality is, is in the first game, you'd fail these investigations because you'd be arbitrarily clicking everything in the environment, like you do in a point-and-click game, and you'd be ticking the timer down, and then you'd have to do it all over again. This time, they've actually got a bit of a logic to a lot of the puzzles. So this time, puzzles might be like there might be a theme where you've entered a comedian's mindscape, so you want to interact with anything that's going to be related to humor and jokes. So that makes a bit more sense. You're, you're combining things, puzzle elements, for the purposes of creating humor. So there's a kind of thematic context to the things that you're doing in the mindscape. That wasn't there in the first game. So this time, you've still got the six-minute timer ticking down when you're doing your investigations. Again, I'm not a big fan of that. I don't like the idea of playing to t- like in investigative puzzle games with the timer ticking on me arbitrarily. I don't know that it would work in the Sherlock Holmes games. It doesn't really work here either. Um, but as I said, you've, at least you've got that improvement of better puzzles. The writing for the game all around. So this is a long game, probably like 30 hours or so. The story is really well written. Two protagonists. One, from, one is from the first game. It's not the main protagonist. It's a side one and a newcomer. They're bolstered by popular voice actors from anime and uh, both both the English and Japanese dub is great. Uh, so the visuals are dated. So the first game was like three or four years ago. Uh, this doesn't look any re- really any better than that visually. And in fact, it doesn't look visually much better than their last game before that uh, in the Zero Escape series from like 2016. So it's, it's looking really dated. So other than that, uh, we don't like the ticking down arbitrary timers on the puzzles. The visuals are a bit lacking. Everything else is really brilliant in a sequel. Um, so those that want a sort of anime-flavoured or Japanese-inspired detective puzzle adventure, I suppose, will find a decent one here. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to land on an 8.5 for it. I just need okay. to... Yeah. It... <laughs> the old Outriders, eh? The, the old... <laughs> you caught me there (laughs) yeah look it's probably an 8.5 um the only thing i need to do between now and and putting out the review is uh just knock off the true ending uh it it, because this this, the series or rather the developers sort of have a visual novel background there's usually a few dud endings before you get the final true ending and it's all it's all over but yeah what it's a decent offering nice i did not um expect that score when you were sort of you know, going through yeah, you know the the countdown timers are pretty pretty bum. The the visuals are kind of bum. Games amazing. I, su- no, I, I guess yeah, maybe I haven't talked up enough of the stuff that I like about it. But <laughs> no, nah, nice, solid. Uh, that's out now, I believe as well. I think it came out today. Uh, no, 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 no. There's a catch. There's a catch here. Sorry. There's a it's couple out, of catches. It's out in the US. Only no. reviews. So the reviews have come out before the release of the game, then the game comes out, but then it only comes out in the US. Yes. The Europe's been delayed until second week of August or something. Yeah. No, it's, it's probably a no, translation no. thing. 
surely it can't be can't be August. Sorry, July. July? Yeah, July. I think, I think July. it's July. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot what month we're in. That's all right. Lucky, I'm here. So look here. Uh, yeah, it comes out on July eight. July eight. There you go. How exciting! Very nice. Well, you can check out the review in, um, yeah, over the next coming week. For that, uh, any shout-outs I've got to do? I've already done uh, Shredder's Revenge for Mark. Uh, Mark's uh, done the a neon little... white. Yes, good one. Mark's done a neon white review. Let me go find it for you quickly. This has been getting some. This this has been getting very good reviews. Apparently, um, it's very good. I'm very interested to play. Did it. I read this last week? I'm pretty sure I did. I'm pretty sure I read this last week. Anyway, he gave it a nine out of ten. Um, yeah, check out the review if you want to. Uh, he also did a feature on a couple of uh, a handful of indie games, so you can go check that out as well. There's some cool looking games in uh, there. Fire Emblem Warriors. Yes, that was the one I was thinking of. So uh, KV has done a Fire Emblem Emblem Warriors Three Hopes review. That'll go live tonight as of recording. Uh, he's given it a. I'm just on there. Let me go find it. He's given it an eight. I think he's given it an eight out of ten. Uh, and his uh, little synopsis here is, excuse me, Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes succeeds admirably as both a spin-off <clears throat> stacked with fan service that truly understands the source material and as a compelling take on the Warriors format. It's not going to win over any detractors of Musu-style gameplay and it starts to buckle under the weight of repetition by the end, but if you're a fan of Three Houses and can handle that, you're in for a treat. So, um... Very exciting there. Anyone going to play Three Houses? Three yeah. Hopes, what are they called? Sorry. I, I still have to play um the the last one that came out on the Switch. I think that's Three or Houses. Yeah, the, the oh. new one is Three Hopes, isn't it? And the yeah, last but one is Three there's Houses. There's also, yeah, Three Houses. Right. Yeah. Because, yeah, I, I started it, but I wasn't in the right mindset. So seeing all the, like, scheduling, I was like, no, nah, fuck, I'm out. Nice. All right, Uh, let's go through the news. So since we last recorded, which was last Monday, so it's been um, been a while now. Was it was just after the Xbox showcase? Uh, Capcom's had a uh, showcase of their of their own, and there we got a sort of a deeper look at uh, the RE4 remake. It wasn't a super super look; it was more like just you know three or four minutes, I think, from memory. Uh, Looks it looks great. Uh, everyone kind of agrees, I think, with that. Yep. Um, and uh, they announced that RE Village is getting um, its first expansion, which is called Shadows of Rose, uh, and also it's getting a third. Uh, the main game is getting a third person mode as well. Oh, I, I assume the third person mode is coming to the DLC as well. Uh, yeah. 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 So that's coming on October twenty eighth. Uh, that's coming to all platforms. Uh, the mercenaries is getting a um, some more content as well, which is pretty cool. I actually checked out 
Love that. I actually played Mercenaries the, the other week, so um, not as good as the old one, not as good as RE4 <laughs> uh, Mercenaries, but still. As good as uh, Umbrella Core? What's that? Is it as good as Umbrella Core? Uh, easily. Oh, that game sucks. <laughs> but actually, that game wasn't... Yeah, this is hot. I think I might finally finish a game with third person just because I prefer the third person perspective. So I, I think this might be the thing to tide me over. Yeah, this this looks really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. The yeah, only... I think, uh, a lot of people don't realize how much work adding a third person mode is because they have to make a lot of new animations for that mate if and rockstar can do it anyway <laughs> anyone can do it i say <laughs> um no so the only thing it's it's not concerned but the only thing that i find interesting uh but i guess it makes sense in in the context of of what we're going to be playing so the dlc shadows of rose takes 16 takes place 16 years after the events of village uh, and you actually take control of Rose, who's the daughter of Ethan and, and uh, Mia Winters. So uh, what you've written here, Adam, is that struggling with her powers, Rose will encounter the consciousness of Megamycete, uh, Mega, Megamycete, uh, in order to break free Mega from Man. her curse. Uh, the tailor, the, ta- the tailor, the trailer shows off some nasty new enemies and a possible heel turn from the Duke, my man. Um, yeah, so I'm just curious, and I'm not curious, but uh, intrigued to see that it's going 16 years forward and what that means for the next mainline game, if anything at all. Might mean fuck all, might just mean that that's, you know, this is just, this is just DLC. It's not canon in that sense that, you know, the next game has to take place in, in that next time frame. Mm. But um, yeah, I think luckily enough, it's set in her consciousness fusing with the Mega My Seed. So I don't think it necessarily needs to take place in the physical world if that makes sense so i think they'll be able to kind of work around that so it doesn't fuck with the timeline too much oh spoilers sorry no 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 not trying to (laughs) not trying to spoil anything um but yeah i think they've they've done a good job at trying to to work around that i'm actually i'm really stoked for this dlc i think story dlc uh some mercenaries and a third person camera is yeah i think it's going to be an excellent excellent dlc Mm. i'm i'm really looking forward to it and getting more on what actually happened to rose will be uh will be a little tasty benefit i'm also keen to play as another female from the re world because uh ash asked me the other day he goes oh what do you think of um of the rose dlc and i was like mate all the females pretty much in re have been badass motherfuckers so Mm. i'm keen very very keen uh, next bit of news. Sorry, let me get the thing back up. Uh, the future of Assassin's Creed will be revealed in September. Expect a game announcement. I actually saw this headline but didn't actually read it when it went live. I think I was getting s- pumped at work. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah, more or less they announced during the celebration, the 15th anniversary celebration, that they'll be giving more info into the Assassin's Creed future, which more or less just means a new game announcement. 
uh, with its own dedicated live stream in September. So we'll wait for that. Yeah. I'd imagine it will be the Assassin's Creed Infinity that they've talked about and they announced, I think, last year, last July or something, which is insane. Uh, whether it will actually be that, I don't know, because it's a, it's a fair ways off from Old Bank Schreier saying. But, um, yeah, I'd imagine they'll at least mention something about Assassin's Creed Infinity, I would assume, yeah? Did they say that that was going to be the next... Or not, sorry, did when Schreier... Because he's the one who... Um, did that reporting it, it, did he say it was the next take because because um, I'm pretty sure from memory I can't really remember much of uh, about it but they were saying that it was most likely years away or a long way away this yeah no they definitely didn't say that it was the next game that it was just in the works mm. from memory so yeah I, I honestly don't know what they'll do yeah no I'm uh, I'm going to go the opposite I reckon it'll be a It'll be another game in the in the series. I think Infinity is uh, a bit more away. That makes no sense. Yeah, it's a bit. bit I, I don't wish it's a bit further away. Yeah, yeah it it could be something. Thanks, Matt. Down the track, yeah. You want to make a milk bet on that, or I'm in the business of making milk bets at the moment. So, all right, fuck yeah. I reckon it is the next game. I reckon the next game, Infinity. Okay, well you can you yeah, can okay. you can have lime. You can choose your own. Ooh. Right, deal. If if I so the bet is it's that some if, if whoever wins, the loser has to then Uber shout. Eats or whatever, yeah. or shout that person a milk a milk a beverage milk. of of their choice. Yeah. Yep. Fuck yeah, you're on. Let's go. I've got one with Jordan. That he doesn't he has, doesn't actually know that he's accepted it yet. Can you even? This <laughs> is news to me. And we have the silk on my mat. Yeah, but we never agreed to a bet. No, I agree. <laughs> I agree to that. Um, <laughs> all right. So next up, we have just uh, sorry. Let me just quickly go through here. Any quick things we can whip through? Okay. So Xenoblade Chronicles Three is getting a Nintendo Direct on June twenty three. So that'll probably mm-hmm. already be done by the time this potty goes live, or it's or or, or it'll be on that morning. So mm-hmm. that's happening. Um, it's no, happened. It, it will be done. Yeah. Really. So who's keen for that? What are you expecting? Me? Yeah. Uh, just. To see more of the game. Hopefully, cool. I like it more than I liked it too. Cool. Low bar. <laughs> um, Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two is coming. It's called Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. It's releasing next year on PS Five. I think they gave a date. Yeah. See, the good thing about this is we know it's coming next year, so now I have a deadline to actually get my Dual Sense fixed. Because uh, that thing's still broken. I haven't bothered to fix it because I don't use it enough. Fair. Um, they didn't give a date or anything for this, did they? Did they have a? No. They had a trailer, I think. Yeah. Yeah. They announced yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and they also announced a remake of Crisis Core, which is no idea what that is. Oh, is it a remake or a remaster? I can't remember which one it was. It was a prequel. Crisis Core was a prequel, and they also yeah. announced another remake of Final Fantasy Seven. What? Because why not? That's what we need. More Final Fantasy VII. It's, it's a low... It's like Sorry. a low-poly remake. Oh. oh, like Pocket Edition almost? Like yeah. a remake. Yeah. Okay. But Is both it... of those are kind of fair. Stupid. Oh, fuck off. But they're milking this, right? Oh, of course they do. Absolutely. But like, yeah. But it's only yeah. the fucking... No, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to start this argument. Don't. KV's not here. Who are you arguing with? 
fucking people who complain left, right, and center about the Last of Us remake, but then this shit goes on, and then Nintendo fucking make it a whole living out of fucking yeah, remake. No, no I, games. I, I agree. Fuck Final oh, Fantasy VII remake. Get in the bin. Fi- Final Fantasy VII remake regurgitate. Both of them can get in the bin. No. My, so who, who are you arguing own, with, mate? My Just only argument the, the is internet. that... Uh... <laughs> the, the internet, mate. The people I see who keep complaining about The Last of Us getting a remake when it came out fucking, was it nine or ten years ago? Yeah, and Final Fantasy VII came out in 1997. That game's bum anyway, so who cares? No one wants remake. So he's The Last of Us. <laughs> no, can't, can't wait for him to move into his callback radio face. <laughs> uh, anyway. No, look, that that's uh, that's good. I'm glad. Shout outs to the people who Hell came for yeah. that. I know they I can enjoy Final Fantasy VII because the original sucks. Oof. Fair. All right. Uh, Capcom also announced, sorry, uh, just to jump back to the Capcom thing, they announced, uh, uh, officially announced Dragon's Dogma 2. So I loved this because they basically had a Dragon's Dogma showcase thing. Mm. And at the end of it, people were like, oh, no Dragon's Dogma 2. And then the director pulls off his jumper and he, you just see Dragon's Dogma 2 on the shirt. And that's the way they announce it. I was like, oh my God, let's didn't go. They, didn't they do that for um, the RE2 remake? The guy had the shirt, I'm pretty sure. Devs love that. Pretty sure that's how you, You'd know better that. than I would. I, yeah. They love doing the shirt reveal. And he's like, yeah, it's not, he's like it's, we do this or something. It's pretty standard, isn't it? Yeah. I mean... Phil um, makes a living out old, of it, Old mate from Final Fantasy, Yoshida, he... Uh, he loves hinting at like the next class for the next expansion in Final Fantasy fourteen on his shirt. He loves it. Big fan. Can't get enough. Alright. Uh other quick news. Overwatch 2 moving to seasonal model, adding battle passes and in game and an in-game store. Uh, no surprise there. Yep, no, I don't think anybody's yeah, really surprised. Um did Ash Ash wrote something about it. Yeah, he did. I'm reading for it. The answer would be yes, because Ash did a lot about Overwatch yes. too. No, he I'm has. just trying to find the trust. Just trying to get the exact information. Anyway, they've dropped loot boxes. I'm not sure if that was what it, what he was meant, meant, moving for, uh, moving for, going for in this the headline. But um, but that's also other news that I've seen, which is good. Hopefully, this is the beginning of the end for loot boxes. Yeah. Uh, Stalker Two got a new trailer. I actually didn't watch this. I really want. I need really need to watch this. Nathan, I know that you covered this. So, what would you make of this? So, there's not a whole lot here. This is just a two and a half minute trailer. It's our first glimpse since the game was revealed almost a month ago to the date. So, what we see here is what appears to be two and a half minutes in engine. It's purely a cinematic that seems to have somebody driving into or out of the zone with a stalker in the back, uh, while an interview plays with a doctor discussing. Trying to defend the implications, the ethical implications of doing research and getting data out of the zone for their own sort of uh, scientific advancements. You know, there's there's an argument of should this be ethically done? Because in this world, uh, the zone is far worse than it ever was in ours because there's been two explosions. So there you go. Uh, the place is all upside down. That's about as much as you can glean from that two and a half minutes. Cool. Solid. Um <clears throat> Other quick news, uh, Witchbeam, who are the developers of Unpacking, uh, the main, one of the main designers from that game, Santana Marashi or something like that. I think I've butchered that name. Um, all right, we just jump into my article here. Uh, where are we? Santana, I can't even see it now. Anyway, uh, someone from the, the studio, yeah, Santana 
Mishra, sorry, he he tweeted back back in April. I didn't even see this, but there's actually uh, he tweeted that, that players could find key art for their for the studio's next game inside um, unpacking. And after two months, no one sort of found it, but this and now one guy has uh, finally found it. Uh, he's tweeted out, and it's actually uh, their next game is going to be called Tempopo. Uh, and if you if you take uh, Santana's um, Twitter bio, which says that uh, which team is working on a puzzle game about rescuing musical flowers, and then you look at the if you look, if you look at the key art uh, or the picture that's there up close, you can see that um, it's like a pink flower bud in the um, given. In the key that art. description just there, I would argue it's probably called Tempopo because Tempo. Yeah, isn't that what I said? No, you said Tempopo. Oh, did I? Oh, sorry. It's just that's that's my. It's, it's the cold talking, yeah. <laughs> Tem, <laughs> tempopo. Um. Anyway, and if you look closely at the logo, you'll see there's musical notes on the O's. Um. Yeah, so who's keen for this? Yeah, I'm keen to see. Yeah, it was a delight. Could be, yeah, could be a while. They haven't actually officially announced it and don't know if they know when, but um, yeah. All right, uh, I think we've only got one bit of news left to talk about, and that is the uh, Evil West got an extended gameplay trailer the other day. This actually went this went live first on IGN a few days ago. Uh, I thought about covering it, but then uh, just a bit of seeps crept in. But now it's been published by Focus Entertainment, and um, I thought, yeah, well, why not? Let's let's get it up. Also, speaking of getting it up, this game looks fucking amazing. So, wow, what a segue! <laughs> um, who's actually? Who's surely at least someone here has watched this trailer? Good man. Just the two. It does look. It looks like good fun, doesn't it? So the headline that I went with is it's like a what? What I write? Evil West looks like a good old fashioned action game or something like that. I can't remember. Looks like um, good old fashioned action fun. There you go. Good old fashioned action fun, which it does. This looks like a game that's from the PS3, Xbox Three Sixty generation. Just no. Just focuses on just brutality. Just, you know, shoot, good shooting. <laughs> and rootin' tootin'. Um, <laughs> so, you, ever con- you ever considered a career in the police force, mate? I have not. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck, now I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, so um, combat actually looks, like, looks really good. Now, the gunplay's got like real good weight to it. Uh, melee combat looks Adam would you agree it's got it's got like a little bit of God of War in there yeah um, the, the actual the gunplay or just the combat in general like that mix of combat feels a lot like uh, like a third person Doom and a bit of Devil May Cry so it's it's got some good ingredients um, and it you know, so it's I'm not, watching it right now and I'm liking what I'm seeing it's not the most polished as it sorry not, not, that's probably the wrong word it's not the most Visually, you know, it's not going to blow your mind visually, but uh, yep. I think, you know, it's going to be, but it, it looks really good. Like, I think it looks, the aesthetic that they're going for, so that Western vampire, you know, supernatural kind of vibe, I think, you know, they've nailed it quite well. And, you know, this is coming from fine punching hogs. 
and and focus entertainment. So you know, it's 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 that mid tier double A sort of game. So, but those kind of games, they do. Speaking of punching, like, like their games tend to like punch. I feel like they punch above their weight quite a bit. You know, a Plague Tale is a good example of that. You know, they, you know, probably made on a double A budget. You know, gone out for a for a pub steak lunch, and you've uh, you know you've got high end French restaurant. You know, so because um, they're actually French, that was actually quite a good. Anyway, anyway. Sorry, I'll, he's I'll, patting himself it's, on the back. Yeah, sorry, I can I can cut this out in post. Please don't. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm Kane. September twenty, uh, and we and we we got to look at the cinematics as well. So you you, you can actually see uh, boss fights. Uh, you got a little sneak peek of the upgrade system, which you know looks pretty stock standard. So you can upgrade your guns and and your perks and, and your skills. So, but I'm sure we'll talk more about that at a later date when it gets closer to release and we see more. Um, hopefully, we can go hands on with it. Give you preview i'm uh trying to make that happen so we'll we'll see if i can break that damn wall down all right let's go to off topics who wants to start there's there's a, there's actually quite a bit to, to talk about this week because we haven't had off topics for a while so who fuck my nose god i who did has, that wasn't me <laughs> who has finished stranger things yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Oh hell yeah, Jordan. I I haven't even started the entire series. Boo. So oh, okay. yeah, yeah, boo the brown guy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Please stand by, mate. No. Um. So, what do you think of Stranger Things, both of you? this is the most I've enjoyed the series so far by a mile, like since the first season. So like first season, this brilliant, everything in between couldn't really care less. Okay. Uh, I'm loving it. I am really loving this season and I can't watch to, I can't wait to watch the last two episodes, but I really enjoyed the first two seasons. The third dropped off a a cliff. um, And I really didn't want to like this season, but it, it really has me back in. All of the characters are, are great, and yeah, I really can't wait to see where it goes. I'm digging it. I do think that the, some episodes are long, are, t- are too long, though. I think needlessly so. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure, definitely. Um, and I feel like there's sometimes I feel like there's too much going on. There's like there's too many threads that um, I'm trying to ex- yeah. ex- I'm trying to explain this to you without spoiling it for pe- people, but towards the back half of the season it does kind of go off you know you've got one thing over here one thing over here one thing over here one thing over here but often i feel like a lot of sometimes they're often neglected quite a bit um uh, i don't know how to, i can't i'll talk to you post post potty there are cross cr- cross continental threads going on here like there's a lot to keep up with and the pacing doesn't accommodate it no i feel like they focus on some things more than others, which is which yeah. makes sense. But also, the, yeah, and that that's why I think you know some sometimes the stuff is just left. They just quickly tie it in. Oh, yep, this is still going on, whatever. Uh, but I'll I'll tell it to you in uh, in post. Anybody watched anything else? So I checked out one of the most recent things actually. That's I haven't really stopped thinking about is during the week I watched a new film that's come to shutter called Mad God. Never Mad God's this. Um, 
it's hard to describe without giving too much away. It's quite an unusual little film. There's maybe two lines of dialogue in the entire thing. It's from the special effects artist who's worked on most of the Hollywood films from Star Wars through to Jurassic Park. He's made his own sort of like stop motion claymation type film. He's been developing it on and off for like 30 years. So visually it looks like something out of like Oddworld's Abe's Odyssey or something like that. Those really sort of dark grungy claymation, claymation that sort of dominated the mid 90s. And he's turned that into a full feature film that's just come out. Um, because it's come out on Shudder, it's kind of horrific in in a sense. It's uh, just to give you a quick run of what the story is, because it is, as I said, there's very little dialogue here. So what I could make out is the Nazis have won World War Two. They've bombed the fuck out of the world. It's effectively turned Earth into a hellscape, and the surviving humans, assumedly in Germany, have like they'll send like raiding expeditions into what is now effectively the hellscape, the rest of the world that's that's now run by like mutants and really sort of like almost hellish civilizations. There's no dialogue. All of this is like visual, very little audio. Um, it's stunning the amount of like work that's gone into creating all the little like stop motiony bits and pieces because it's all it's almost all uh, physical. Uh, in the back half, there's a little bit of animation used here and there to cool effects. So it's only about eighty minutes. It's an absolute wild ride. Some people love it and some people absolutely hate it. Um, but I, I think if you enjoy that, that you particularly like that mid-90s uh, claymation from things like Abe's Odyssey and that, I think that, that, that it will really draw in those kinds of people. It's a lot of environmental storytelling, kind of like you know your Dark Souls and Elden Ring sort of stuff. It's, it, it's a lot to so interpret. It's, it's the Dark Souls of movies. <laughs> <laughs> Something to be said, yeah. Nice. And that's on Shudder? Shudder. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Nice. Uh, did you know that there's a new season of Evil has started? Interesting. I yeah. watched the first season out in the first in, in the last week. Oh. Never seen it before. Okay. I thought you had. Thought you no, had. KV has. He got rolled onto it. He's telling yeah. me that I should watch it. Um, right, okay. I thought, yeah. I, I, okay. <laughs> I thought it fucking sucked, but I like couldn't stop watching it. Yeah, like, like it's... it's um, it's so fucking shit, but really well done. It's like really polished yeah. shit that I was just like, yeah. oh, I've got to have some more of this as I scoop down the next slot. It's, yeah, I don't think it's... He quite liked it because I, th- I thought he said oh, he that did. you told him to watch it because I was like, I'm pretty sure I told you to watch that. But No, he thought I did. It was definitely you. Yeah, maybe he just doesn't want to admit that I told him to watch something that, that, that he enjoyed. Um, it, I don't know who I would ever recommend it to other than him. It's um, <laughs> maybe someone you don't like. It's um, it's fine it's, to be on, but it wouldn't be what I would go to to watch. Exactly, it's it's perfect background noise. So I was yeah. I was watching it while I was playing V Rising, doing those yeah. like forty hours of end game grinding. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the new season's I, out. There's, yeah. I think there's two two eps, but I actually watched a I watched the whole season of From. Okay, uh, I watched on, the first episode. Which is on stand? What do you think? I liked it. A lot, lot of um, mystery going on. It remind me a lot of Wayward Pines. Well, it's like, yeah, very, 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 very similar to Wayward Pines. I was going to ask, has anybody seen Way, like Wayward Pines? Because it's Wayward basically Pines I, I actually died hard in the second season. It so did. hopefully this gets better. And I love Matt Dillon. He's like one of my, f- not probably not one of my favorite favorite actors, but I do quite like Matt Dillon's work. No, isn't you, your favorite actor Billy really Zane? He he really likes picking from the reserve bench of actors, <laughs> like his football teams. 
hey, hey, Carlton's going all right. But um, hey, mate, mate Dylan's going, hey, mate, Wild Things was a good time in uh, 1998. So I'm not sure what he's done si- since then, but... Um, he, did, uh, what was it? he was in Crash. Crash. I'm pretty, yeah, Crash, Crash is a good film. Anyway, um, so From is, it's like, uh, if you haven't seen Wayward Pines, it's basically this family gets stuck in this loop of driving around this town and then eventually they discover that they can't leave this town. Um, so they get out and mingle and uh, the people explain to them that they, at night they have to be inside... Um, with these like talismans uh, because there are monsters out in the woods or creatures out in the woods that hunt during the night and for whatever reason they um which the season sort of tries to explain um it'll yeah uh for, for whatever reason they can't enter the house unless you let them in kind of thing so um yeah it's i think it's eight eight to ten episodes i can't remember how 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 long the first season is it's a slow burn though it it is very much a slow burn it's it's from the guys who or the people who did lost and something else Mm. Um, i think it's lost and something else it's definitely lost but yeah it's all right um i'm keen for the second season it ends um ends very odd not odd sorry but um it's not very satisfying Eh, it's a cliffhanger, yes, but it's not like a satisfying one. Okay. Like that's often the risk with a cliffhanger, isn't it? Yeah, like it's. I feel like they could have had one more episode and then left you on a bit of a, a cliffhanger. But you know, what do I know about TV shows? Anyway, so that's it. That's good time. It's on. It's on stand. Uh, I started watching the new Harry Potter film, or the Secrets of Dumbledore, whatever the Fantastic uh, piece. Yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> I only watched half of it, so that so that pretty much tells you. Um, yeah, it's not. I think uh, I enjoyed it more than the last one, but it's not saying a whole lot. No, no. Um, but apart from that, apart from that, that's pretty much it. I think for off. The, I think there was another thing, but I can't remember what it was. Anyway, nineties movie 90s of the yeah, week. Here we go, baby. This is what you wanted, and I promise you, a John this Cusack is, film. This is the segment that the entire podcast hinges on. It is. I know that um, lives and dies by. So, last time we spoke, we we mentioned John Cusack. I got a lot lot of um, nasty right. uh, remarks about my fanship of old Johnny Boy. So it's this a week, reserve bench of actors, mate. He is not on the reserve bench. He's at least in the line in the starting lineup, mate. I'd, if say, we're, I'd if say if we're talking fucking I, Matt Dillon's and the Billy Zanes, John Cusack is like, mate. They're I, on the I would say to be generous, he's on the fringes of on the way on to the, the, the starting lineup. Right, they are on the mate. Billy Zane and Matt Dillon, they're on the fucking mate. I tell you, it's people with two first names. Can't trust them. Anyway, so John Cusack, right? This film is called Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. Has anybody seen this film? No, I've not. You heard have. It. I, I, so I've seen it. It goes for about three hours. <laughs> you know, you're selling me already. <laughs> Mate, I'm about to tell you even further. It's got, uh, it's got Jude Law. It's got With Kevin Spacey. Which, may or may not be a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> not at the moment. <laughs> Um, we shouldn't laugh. 
and there was somebody else, but I, I can't remember who it was. But yeah, no, it's actually quite good. Uh, yeah, it's it's based on the on the book. I mean, I think it's I think the book's called Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. Uh, Directed by Clint Eastwood. There you go. Uh, that might be something of what's the what's the cast? Yeah, I there was one more. One You've more. Been pretty spot on. One more big name. What well, a big name, but but one more name. Mate, I don't know what a big name is to you. <laughs> <laughs> one more like notable name, like uh, come on. Nah. I've got nothing for you. Okay, well ma- ma- maybe I was thinking of Alison Eastwood. <laughs> big Clint. No, nah, I think it was Big Clint. I was thinking of. Anyway, um, good film. I'd be keen to hear everyone's thoughts uh, if you have seen it. What's the runtime? A hundred and like fucking seventy minutes or something. Oh, two hours thirty-five. So it's still getting on, isn't it? Yeah. But uh, no, I still still shorter than Batman. Uh, I watched it recently, as in in the last three years, and I still quite liked it. So it's a crime thriller. Yeah. So basically, this film, uh, this guy is a now. Now you're you're reading the official thing there so just correct me if i'm wrong here but he's a reporter yeah yep he's a reporter he's come down to like this southern town uh, called savannah uh, and basically to cover this i think it's to cover like a rich person's uh, which is kevin spacey like a rich person's party or, or something like that i can't remember exactly if that's the the wording but yeah he's come down to cover a party and basically shit goes wild shit gets fucked up there you go there's a murder trial yeah, she gets real. It literally says here in the synopsis, shit gets fucked up. Yeah, nice. As as I read in the official, yeah, it's synopsis. Pretty, I'm pretty sure that's on the back of the DVD box as well. <laughs> All right. Um, that's how you know we... it's old. It's not even Blu-ray. It's DVD. Hey, hey, where, where, where can I watch this, Zach? Huh. <laughs> where, where can I watch... Where can I watch this stunning recommendation of '90s film of the week? Come round to um to my house and we'll um make a night of it. It's just we'll, uh, open invitation to the viewers. And we'll, and we'll make a night. It's on uh, Paramount Plus, based on the Ooh. internet here. So that's where you watched it, right? No. Well, after they paid me so well for those Halo reviews, I'm sure they can hook me up. Uh, so yeah, keen to keen to know um, yeah what you what you people think. This is one I'll uh, definitely watch. Uh, I think I'll go add this to my list at the moment. Mm, I don't know if that's is that sincere. Yeah. Okay. It looks all right. Good. <laughs> what can I say? You have oh, to watch surprised. Copland, though. Copland, mate. Copland got a lot of love. Yeah, so Copland too. Copland too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and buddy, I know that buddy watched uh, Deep Rising the other day. Gave it a two out of five. I'm, uh, I'll take that. I'll take that. That's a, that's a Morbius. That, that's about what it is. Probably not. N- probably nothing more. Anyway, all right. Shall we, Jordan? Do you have anything for off topics? No. Nope. Adam, do you got anything for off topics? All right. Well, let's call it, shall we? I think we shall. All right. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Well Played DLC podcast. If you want to check out any of the content, go to www well-play.com.au have a good week stay safe go get your flu shot if you have otherwise you'll end up like me um yeah imagine, we'll see, you. see you next week bye Until watch then. ciao watch murder no 
Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. Goodbye. That's the one. Oh, shit. Bye.